Good morning. Welcome to PD with JB. I am, of course, Jared Bartow. If this is your first listen, I thank you for stopping by. I appreciate you, and I am very grateful that you are looking to find ways to better yourself and better the world around you. Today, I'm going to discuss with you some things that have been rolling around in my brain. I will do my best to not spiderweb too much and stay focused on the topic at hand. The one thing I wanted to mention, this is going to be beyond three minutes, so just strap in and, and get yourselves ready. The one thing I want to think, I want you to think about is just a simple question, because it, at some point I'm going to address every one of us about this question and what the answer really is. So here's your question, and before we wrap up, I'll make sure I answer it for you. What makes you the authority in your life? The question again, what makes you the authority in your life? And the reason I'm bringing this question up is that I've been wrestling with what makes me... Right now, you're listening to this podcast. I don't even know when you're listening to it. I have no idea, like the, the time frame, I have no idea what you're, what you're up to right now. I have no idea if this is... If you're listening in an hour after I post it, a day, a month, a year, 10 years, whatever, I don't know. I don't know when you're listening to this, but I will tell you that you're listening to this at the exact point in time that you were meant to, and you found it just the exact way that you were looking for. Now, what makes me the authority to be able to tell you that? How do I, how, what kind of training do I have? Because I can instantly hear most of you going, all right, Jared, you know, I've been listening to you for a little bit here and, you know, for for something that you believe is so strongly in, you don't have a master's in this stuff. Heck, you don't even have a bachelor's in this stuff. You, you're not even in your 50s. How are you calling yourself an authority? See, instantly I'm already, I'm already calling out like limits that we're putting on ourselves and that we put on other people. And it usually comes down to being afraid, being afraid of something, either afraid of, of being wrong, afraid of losing something. I was listening to another podcast this morning about uh, another man who is involved in the, the personal development world and um, a successful entrepreneur as well. I just, I didn't even find his stuff. A friend of mine that I, a colleague, friend that I, I do business with, she had posted in our Facebook group saying, hey, I just found this podcast. I think you guys might like it. And I checked it out. I'm like, yeah, I'm in love. I love this already. I'm binging it already. I'm, I'm downloading most of the episodes that I can fit on my phone right now. And just I'm just going to listen and listen and listen and listen. And I hope you feel that, that way about me at some point. Be like, yeah, I got to get, I got to listen all to Jared's stuff like right away. Um, you, might, you might start to piece together like different things going, wow, this guy's really like all over the place. Um, but that's the one thing I wanted to just, you know, that's why I bring up authority. And that's why I'm bringing up this question. What makes you the authority in your life? And I told you, I will answer it. I will answer the question. And it's not going to be as, as difficult as you believe. It may not even be as complex. But in order for me to answer it properly and for you to be ready for that answer, I'm going to have to dive into a few other areas before we get to that. Now, if you are a parent... Congratulations. You now have the, the, I don't want to say it's an obligation because I know plenty of parents that are, don't feel obligated to help raise their, their children. Um, there's a couple things that are going on as when you are a parent. 
Um, if there's many feelings that you're feeling, inadequacy, afraid, fearful, I'm going to kill this kid because of an accident that I create or a mistake that I make. But the one thing that never leaves you is, I'm always going to love this child. I'm always going to love this child. No matter how much they might get underneath my skin, no matter how much they push my buttons. You know, ha- having a kid, if you, do, if you do not have a child in your home, either as a blood step-parent or a guardian, um, I highly recommend hanging out with, with parents who've got it together. And, and when I say got it together, I don't mean they're, they're never making a mistake, uh, they're never wrong. Like, that's, that's not what I mean by got it together. Got it together as their children are driving them up the absolute wall. They just, they just need a break. And the problem with a parent card is you never get the clock out. It's just kind of there. And parents, I'm talking to you that even if you don't get to see your children every day, if they don't live with you and, and you're on this like whatever custody thing, trust me, I'm, I've been dealing with that and still fighting through uh, of what that means. But you're still 24-7 a, a, a dad, a 24-7 a mom, 24-7 a guardian, 24-7 adoptive parent, whatever, whatever you are calling yourself, stepdad, stepmom, it doesn't matter. The point is you have a responsibility to take care of these children. What if you're a boss and you have uh, a few employees? You know, Maybe you're a manager and you're uh, managing a team of like five or six people. Believe it or not, it, it's, there is an obligation for you to manage and guide them on the work that they are hired to do. Because if they're not doing the work that they're not hired to do, you might lose a few team members here and there and they'll replace them. But if, the, if your company owners start to see that there's a pattern going on, the manager is usually the next one to be asked, what are you doing? Why does your team keep leaving and why are we bringing in all this great talent and nothing's happening? Like, what's going on? So there is, there is an obligation. There is a, um, sorry, I'm driving and something got in my eye and just trying to figure this whole thing out. Uh, not driving off the road, but still holding the mic close so you don't hear my beard scratch. So what makes, you know, what I say, I use the word obligation, but really it's, it's a, you have the, the power, the ability and what empowers you to do that? I mean, I could go down this rabbit hole on and on and on, but the truth is when you first start something and this, this is the reality. When you first have an idea and you want to explore it now, entrepreneurs, I'm really talking to you on this one. If you have an idea and you want to explore it, do you tell yourself that's a crappy idea? The, the first time you hear it, you're like, no, this is a fantastic idea. This is amazing. I love what I'm thinking about right now because I hear, I, not only can I help people around me get what they're looking for, like providing a service or a product, but I'm going to be able to, to make some money off of it. I'll be able to finally live a life that I feel is worth living. Right then and there, what makes you the authority of your life? The, cold, the clear answer is your own mind of who you believe you are. In that moment when you create, I I can already hear you just be like, Jared, I don't know if I agree with that. So hear me out, I'm not gonna sell you my case. I'm just gonna give you some experience. When I had all these ideas for running multiple businesses and things like that, there was a natural part of me that that was nervous going, I don't know how to start this. But the joy and the excitement of what could potentially be the outcome if I just stay focused on it long enough. I didn't care about the size of the obstacles. I didn't care about the size of the mountain that I was either gonna have to walk around or carve through or whatever. I was not worried about that. 
And any time that I would pitch the, I would have pitched the idea to people that I knew would probably be interested in all that. Do you know what the answers were usually? That's a great idea, Jared. How did I become the authority on this? How did I? Was it was I blessed with some arcane magic? Did I go to school and spend four to seven years of my life and money in a loan or debt situation to have somebody tell me you are now an authority? No, it didn't happen that way. When I relate back to being a parent, how do I know that I'm the best dad possible? Because I know that I am. I don't need to know the exact actions that make me the best dad. I don't need to know what I'm going to do tomorrow to be the best dad. All I know is what I have right now, what I can be right now. The first few years of being a dad, I was terrified. I was not really sure what I was doing and I, and I didn't know. Do you know one of my daughters at that, that age when she was like one or two, do you know what she saw? She didn't see that. She, I mean, she saw me at nights where I was just kind of like crying and not really sure what I was going to do and how I was going to do it. But do you, do you know what she understood? If I need something, this, this person in front of me is going to help me get it. If I need to be clothed, he's going to help me. If I'm hungry, he's going to help me. If I'm tired, he's going to help me go to sleep. Like all these things that are taking place, he's going he's gonna to take care of. He's going to do. So then I had to say to myself, what made me the authority of being a dad? Confidence? Time? It certainly wasn't money. <laughs> but knowing that I had to act. I had to act to serve somebody else. And whether I was right, whether I was wrong, my child didn't care because the basic needs were being met. And, and honestly, that's where the authority comes in. You understood the value that somebody else was looking for and you gave it to them. You don't need to be a master in everything. You don't need to be an authority in everything. You don't need to be the best of the best of the best in any everything that you do. You don't need to live like that. Sorry to take a different way to, uh, to work here. I'm trying to figure out which way I'm going. <laughs> it doesn't need to be like that. Because you already are an authority. You are somebody who has power. There is something that maybe you're in the realm of wanting to give to the world and you think, why should I do it? There's so many other people doing it. Yeah, but there's nobody doing it like you. There's nobody who's, who's providing this value in the world that the world is looking for, even if that world is only 5,000 people in your circle. There is something that this world is looking for, and you are the only one that can give it. You are the only one that has the power, the ability, the intention to make it happen for that group of people. And that group is looking for you. That group is asking you to bring this about. Am I the best of the best of the best in personal development? I joke and say I'm your number one source on YouTube and all that. And I joke and I say, hey, I'm, you know, I know what I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. But the truth of the matter is, I'm not your authority. Okay? I'm not the one who can tell you everything that you need to do. I can merely share with you experiences that I have that help me understand that, you know what? I can't find this on the internet. I've looked. 
I've looked for the information that I'm providing to you. I've looked for the tools that I'm building for you that are yet to be released because I can't find them. I was trained in a job for about a year on just search engine optimization. That was my job. Come up with search skills and, and all that. Because being in help desk, if you really want to find out you know, what kind of authority person you are, take a help desk job before you get started on anything else. You quickly will become the authority. And the other person on the end of the line doesn't care. It doesn't care how long you've been there. But if you know what you're talking about, and how do you get to that point? Practice. Being an authority member of anything takes practice. Do you know how many podcasts that I created that I did not release to the world before we got to this stage? Do you know how many, excuse me, oh my gosh. (laughs) Do you know how many recording sessions that I've gone through? Do you know how many nights that I've sat and listened to myself speak to the point of narcissism going, I'm actually getting advice from myself here. This is actually kind of fun. Do you want a time frame? Is that going to make any difference to you? Do you really care how long it took me to get to this point? You're probably asking, Jared, what do I need to do then? How do I do this? Well, you are in luck because that's exactly what I'm building. I'm building a tool that's going to help you get to where you want to go. And the Parkham method is just the beginning. The web series on YouTube is just the beginning. The online courses that you could probably find for free or pay for, just the beginning. Guys, when I'm done with what I'm building, it's going to be a tool for all of us. And there's no authority needed because you're going to be the one who's using it. I'm just building you the blueprint. And every time that you use this tool, it's going to change. Real life, it's going to change. We're not talking computer programs. We're not talking like, I'm going to play a video game. It's going to be randomized. No, no, no. I'm talking about... When this tool is done, whatever your end goal is that you're looking for, you will be able to interact with this tool, physically, computer, I haven't figured that part out yet, but you're gonna be able to interact with it and you're gonna get clear paths of what you should do. And you're gonna be able to unlock all the limits that you put on yourself almost in a snap of a finger, in an instant. You can provide something to this world that it does not have. And I'm not saying to do that to become a multimillionaire. I'm not saying that to do to be like, I want all the money in the world, so I'm going to build this thing and I'm going to live comfortably and all that. Your heart has to be in there. If I can benefit from this, I wonder who else can. Do you know how many things that I've built and I've given to the to people in my life for free? And this is not a brag session. This is not me doing like a humble brag, hashtag humble brag. It's not about that. I'm sharing this with you because I need you to know there are so many unpaid hours that I have put into people's lives around me. And the only, the only payment that I've ever received so far has been a smile. It's seeing the change in their life. It's seeing how they handle situations. It's seeing a father who struggled to love his child now can't leave that child alone for that same child to look at the father and go hated them before and now at least tolerates and you can tell that there's a smile guys that's what I'm about I'm not about your money I don't need your money 
you want to donate, you are more than welcome to donate. But I am not doing what I'm doing to make millions upon millions of dollars. I'm doing it because there's a need. This world is not going to be the, the world that I envision it to be. The world where we, you know, it's not all like happy, peace, love, and all that kind of stuff. I'm just talking about, you know, when you drive past somebody on the road, and just don't flip them off. Who knows what they're going through? Who knows what they just left? What if they're dealing with a crumbling marriage? What if they just walked out of the home and they had their child say, F you? What if they put their heart into something and they just found out that it's never going to work? What if they're on the verge of losing their job? What if they found out their spouse was cheating? Like, come on, guys. Who cares? Who cares if you get flipped off while somebody's driving on the road? Who really cares? Maybe just smile, but a genuine smile, not just like a, a half whatever. <laughs> do you know where I'm going? I mean, you, you know where I'm going with this, right? It makes sense. I, I got to do more live stuff. I, these podcasts are good, but I, I need your feedback. Like, I want to interact with you. I'm just going to start setting up some live calls, and we're just going to do it, and we're going to hash this stuff out together. Um, I, I, I want you to invite everybody, anybody that you believe is struggling with anything. I'm not stating that I'm going to be able to solve every single problem that's going on, but I guarantee you that 90% of the problems you're dealing with are all something that we can deal with right on the spot and we can fix it right away. And we don't need to, to go to therapy. We don't need to do this. That is important, okay? Going to therapy, having somebody to talk about with things and all that, that is very important because there are methods and stuff that can help certain people understand the mind. But what I'm sharing to you right now what I'm, what I'm offering to you of me is my own personal experience of having paid for therapy, of having been on medicine, and having all these opportunities of just, you know what? It starts at one spot. You can go to therapy every single day. But if you're not going to do anything about where your mind is, you're just wasting your money. Same with me. If you're looking to, to buy a self-help book that's going to change the world, and you spend the 10 bucks to buy my book from Amazon, and, and that's it, I'm guaranteeing you right now, it's not going to change. You're not going to have every problem solved. And if you think that 10 bucks is going to do it, it's not. But what if you could just for a moment understand that if you start to invest in yourself as much as you invest in the phones that you buy, in the computers that you, you use, in the money or in the food that you're spending, that maybe you don't need to spend $10 on whatever. Maybe you don't need to spend $16 on organic soap when you know that you can get uh, chemical free soap for four bucks, right? Just because somebody's like, oh, this is the best. Just because it's more expensive doesn't mean it's better, okay? It just means that there's a certain demand on that product and it's not pushing out fast enough that people that people want it. Now, again, I, I know I'm going to open up a can of worms with this, so please take this with a grain of salt. If you have a good product and you know it's worth $1,500 to, to people who are willing to buy it, then you sell it for $1,500, okay? I don't want to discourage you from doing that. If you're building a course that's going to teach people how to truly do something that they've never learned how to do, and you believe yours is the right one, and you want to sell it for $600 a pop, I'm not going to stop you. In fact, I'll encourage you to do that. I'll even work on your marketing with you. <laughs> I'll show you how to do that. But what I'm saying here is this. If you're too afraid to spend money and invest in who you are and buy books get podcasts, do all these things that where you're just like, oh, I don't know if I want to spend $100 here. I don't know if I want to spend $500 here to, to possibly better my future. I don't know if you and I are going to get along. 
Now, I can get along with everybody, but I don't know if you're going to get along with me. If you truly, if one of the desires you have in your life is to make a million dollars, can I tell you a secret? If you're too afraid to spend $10 on a book, if you're too afraid to spend $50 on, a, on an online course, if you're too afraid to spend $1,500 on an online course to teach you something that you've never known that can provide a, a value of return, if you're too afraid to spend that money, you are too afraid to receive a million dollars. If you were not giving some of your salary or your earnings to help other people, to a charity, to a church, or to whatever that can be used to help benefit somebody else's life, if you're too afraid to do that, you're not going to get your promotions. You're not going to get a raise. If you're too afraid to spend 10% gross of what you make, and I can speak this because I live it, okay? If you're too afraid to spend 10% of whatever it is your gross income earnings is for that pay before taxes, if you're too afraid to do that, you are too afraid to accept a higher paying salary. You are too afraid to make that million dollars. You are too afraid to accept the gifts and the blessings that are already in your life because you're too busy holding on to something that you feel you're going to be lost without. When we started doing this seriously and we started giving 10% seriously, not just because we're Christians and the Bible tells us to, but because crap, man, people, sometimes people just need an extra boost, Okay. And your 10%, you can, you can take your 10%. And if somebody's just like struggling to pay for their lunch, just give them that 10%. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know if they're struggling through marriage. I'm looking back on my mind right now of all the people that I've interacted with that I could have been a help to with just 10% of my earnings that I knew they were struggling with, but I didn't have the heart to come out and say, I would love to support you and, and help you out. What can I do? Because I was too afraid that if I did that, I wouldn't have enough for myself. Can I tell you something else? No matter what you believe, when you give that 10% to somebody else to help them grow, I'm getting a little emotional here, I'm sorry. If you take that 10% and you help somebody else, you have no idea what kind of door that opens in your life. It doesn't just open to more money coming in. But you start to have a heart for people. You start to have something that you know is of value and you just start caring just a little bit more and people see that. And that ultimately will start to compound into everything that comes into your life. I know I started with a whole about like authority and stuff like that and, and this is where we're at, but this is where we're at. And I know I just apologize for getting emotional, but I'm not really sorry because that's how passionate I feel about this. That's how passionate I feel about what you need to do right now. Because I know that what I'm saying to, I don't care if this only listens, you only have one person listening to us right now. This part was for you. This part is for you. This, this whole thing was for you. And now that you have it, you need to do something with it. Find a charity. Find, find a, a food bank in the city near you. Find a homeless shelter and just ask, what can I do? What, what do you guys need? Do you need money? Do you need supplies? And whatever your 10% of your gross earnings are. I'll be honest with you, mine's about 220, something like that. And I know exactly where I want to put this next one. Because I've been watching somebody bust their butt and they just have a passion to get to a next level in their life, in their entrepreneur career. And I want to have that opportunity to do it. And it's going to be completely anonymous. I'm keeping the numbers anonymous except to this person. Um, 
You're not going to see it anywhere on the web that it was me. So you'll never know. But just know that you are the one that has the ability. You have a calling that you have to listen to. I got a little deep for a uh, Tuesday morning, didn't it? <laughs> I got to wrap this up. I'm in the parking lot at my, my day job. I got to get in there and give them the best of my, of my ability because that's what they hired me for. So listen, I thank you so much. I am appreciative of you all the time. And remember, today is a great day. Even if you haven't experienced it yet, you will soon.